What's up, DMV family? This your boy, Elite Hell of a Skins fan, coming at you again with another podcast. So I think, guys, I think we got to face the reality from here on out that the Redskins are pretty much content with the with the quarterback situation. Um, if you were on Instagram yesterday and you looked at the Redskins homepage, um, you saw they posted a picture called McCoy and was saying pretty much, you know, they can't wait for the season to start again. And that pretty much confirmed to me that Bruce Allen and, and the Redskins brass is they're pretty content with what they have the quarterback. Um, they feel like it's needs other than quarterback, um, and especially in the draft, and that it's possible that they won't draft a quarterback as early as one or two. And, and I, I, I'm coming to the realization of that. I think they're okay with Colt McCoy and Chase Keenum. Um, and, and to in reality, it is a lot of needs on this team. It's so many needs that the that the Redskins have from pass rusher to offensive line. You know that I stress the importance of offensive line every podcast that I do um, to corner. Uh, what's the what's the future of of the cornerback here? Um, what's the future of the outside pass rush? Um, that that left side linebacker. So it's many different holes that need to be filled. So with the with the draft capital that we had, we can fill so many holes with what we have, and and not to mention the need at receiver. Who's going to get the the ball to? The, who is the quarterback going to throw to in 2019? So so many different needs that the Redskins are presented with, and and I'm pretty much okay with this approach. I wish that we go be more aggressive with the quarterback. Um, we saw speculation last week that the Redskins could possibly be in trade talks with the Jets. Um, we saw last week as well that they could be in trade talks with the Raiders, but that type of capital to get up there to to move up those top spots for unproven guys in this draft that are one-year starters and didn't really, um, that had had great impacts on their teams, but aren't really transgenerational talents. The, the, the only one I see that's really a big talent that, that are, is, is transcending. That is, that is the next wave is Kyler Murray. And we all know that he's going first. So, you know, it, it just it just creates a, a little bit of a paradox and it leaves us in a little situation where what, what do we do next? What, what's the best possible option? And it is to stay, and to me, it is to maybe to trade back and stay safe and select that quality, quality players, get quality players at the draft position in which you at. And then maybe we have a quarterback in the next year or so. But it's looking like the Redskins, like I told you last week that in my last podcast, that they were going to slow down with free agency. You weren't going to see a lot of free agents um, being signed here. Um, so like I, like we've seen, um, there hasn't been um, not too many visits after the Eric Flowers and Dominique Rogers uh, Camardi signing. You don't see the Redskins name popping up. And as it should be, we don't have a lot of money. You got to save around uh, what eight million for the for the draft pick. So it is tough to try to create that cap space. Um, I think they're done with roster cuts until 
till training camp. Um, uh, a lot of guys will probably be on the bubble more in the um, training camp. But I think Bruce Allen truly believes that, as he says, that we're close. And as Redskins fans, we know we're not close. <laughs> the team is nowhere near close until they get some more pieces involved. But that's what it is. That's how the Redskins are going to handle 2019. It's feeling as though they can still compete. Jay Gruden still has proven that he can get this team with the amount of injuries that he's had, with the amount of uh, controversy set in on his team, that he can still produce a product, a seven or eight win product every year with the adversity. Um, it's not um, great. And I'm not making an excuse for him because I, I believe that Jay Gruden is a great coach, but he shouldn't be the coach here. But he has a he has a way of galvanizing guys and playing well for him well enough to get the team to eight nine wins, and it hasn't been consistent like that here in Washington in a long time. I probably would say since Marty Schottenheimer was here. Um, so it 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 really. It's good to see that. Um, you can also say Joe Gibbs as well um, kind of had that um, way of galvanizing guys and that continuity. So um, it is discouraging, Redskins Nation. And, and uh, I don't think that you'll see the Redskins name in the news as much uh, the rest of this offseason. Um we were hoping that the Josh Rosen thing will manifest. Um, we was kind of hope hearing that um, AJ Green was in the talks. We was hoping that will manifest. Um, but this team is content with what they have. They believe in what they have, and they're trying to play it safe. Um, to me, like I said before, I wanted to see a more splash approach. They did that with Landon Collins. They spent a lot of money on Landon Collins. I wanted to see a little bit more aggressiveness because the Cowboys and the Eagles are really getting better within the division. You've seen today Robert Quinn was traded to Dallas from Miami, who's a great, another pass rush defensive end that you have to worry about right beside DeMarcus Lawrence. It, it, <laughs> that is going to be insane. <laughs> and um, and pretty much our D-line is, is formidable. I mean, it, they were collectively sacked. They were, you know, a, a lot of guys from Ioannidis to Payne to Allen, all of those was seven-plus sacked guys this year on the D-line. So I'm not concerned about that. Um, that's not where the focus of the, the, the bill of this team is. But they are getting, uh, Dallas and the Eagles are getting collectively better. You see the Eagles picked up Deshaun Jackson, who could take, take, still take off the top. And, and, and Dallas have Amari Cooper. And so who's going to check these guys on defense? You know, realistically, Josh Norman is getting up there. We talk about uh, uh, Dunbar, Quinn Dunbar having major nerve damage in his leg. Nobody knows, nobody is certain of his health status. That's one of the most unspoken and unrecognized things of this offseason with this team is that what's the health status of Quentin Dunbar? We don't officially know how healthy he is, um, but this team has a way of 
hiding injuries until <laughs> until the beginning of the season. If you remember last year, Jordan Reed was hurt all training camp and OTAs, and nobody knew the status of him until the, the beginning of the season. So they have a way of hiding their injuries. Maybe he's healthy, maybe he's not. Um, so look to see that, you know, this team is going to be content with what they have. And that's just the reality of things. And and hopefully they produce a good product this year. And if they don't, guys, guess what? I truly believe that we are going to see a change 2020 for a new coach and a new general manager. And, and to be honest, Bruce may snivel his way to stay and Jay Gruden may just go, which would be ridiculous. Why is why is Bruce Allen in such amazing graces with Daniel Snyder? Are they that much? Are they that close to each other? That is that a are they two female? Like I just don't understand the relationship with them two. You know, you haven't produced in years, and you still have opportunity to to be a general manager of a major franchise. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. This team, this this city has a way of holding on to people after years and they haven't produced anything their work hasn't produced anything you could say he's drafted some some he has when Bruce was in charge of of, 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 of football operations to me he has drafted some cornerstone players let's call it like it is Trent Williams Ryan Kerrigan Jordan Reed Chris Thompson guys like that those were cornerstone cornerstone players that he was involved with um, at the time. But besides that, you hired Scott McLuhan. Um, then you publicly humiliated him and fired him after he you felt he was taking the credit from the team. You hired Jay Gruden. It may have not been the best decision to make just because of family ties with John Gruden in Tampa and things like that. Um, the same thing with Scott McLaurin. You hired him because of family ties and things that you know and people that you know. So that doesn't always work in business. I, I even learned that. So what has he really done besides that, you know, draft? It's a frustrating thing. He also hired Mike Shanahan. So, you know, <laughs> so... It, Redskins Nation, just being a, look, looking forward to this year, you know, I, in my estimation, the Skins are staying put. They're going to call it, play it safe. And we're pretty much going to be set at quarterback. Unless something drastically changes in the next few days, next few weeks, that they say, okay, let's, let's take a swing at maybe a Dwayne Haskins. Uh, maybe, and also a wild card to me, they invited him to dinner in West Virginia, is Will Greer. And Will Greer is rising up a lot of people's draft boards. Um, the product out of West Virginia, he transferred from Florida. Um, he has a nice arm. He, he has great uh, composure in the pocket and things like that. Will Greer is a wild card to me that they seem to like if they, you know, they invited him to personal workouts. Um, they went to go interview him in person. Um, Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen, um, they ate over sushi in West Virginia. So we don't know 
how interested this team is and if Will Greer would even be in the position for them to be able to draft them. Will Greer could be a second rounder. And you get Will Greer in the second round and you get a major piece in the first round. You get a major piece in the first round. Uh, maybe at guard. Maybe you take the kid out of Alabama, the left tackle. Most people saying that he's going to convert into guard. Uh, maybe you go pass it. Maybe you go pass rush. Maybe Montez Sweat drops or uh, Josh Allen drops or um, a couple of other people drop from that top. After the quarterbacks, kind of people start trading up and reaching for quarterbacks. Maybe you see more pass rushers falling down. Um, the kid Farrell out of uh, Clemson was a, a major pivotal. They were saying this morning that he was a a major leader out of the linebacker core, out of that linebacker pass rusher core at Clemson. And we know the championship potential that team had and, and how great they were. So um, under Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney be coaching the boys up, man. <laughs> you know, if, if the Redskins make one call and... <laughs> You talk about somebody galvanizing the truth. That's Dabo Sweeney. I love his energy. But um, definitely, guys, like I said, um, at two, maybe they go Will Greer. Um, maybe grab a guard or something like that in the first or, or a pass rusher. Or, you know, they may go all in and try to get uh, Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma or uh, DJ Metcalf or um, guys, you know, someone like that. So, we don't know. You know, we, it, we're kind of, Redskins are kind of playing the guessing game, which which draws its audience. Redskins know what they're doing. They, they're kind of building up the hype and, hype and anticipation for the season to see what they do. You don't see a lot of stuff leaking out of, out of Redskins' part. Only thing that leaks are things that are going to happen, are coming to fruition, everything. They're kind of leaving up guessing. Um... We never know what they offer for Antonio Brown. Uh, we never knew if they truly made an offer yet for J- uh, Josh Rosen, even though they're saying they contacted the Cardinals. Um, we don't know if they are really in talks with the Bengals about A.J. Brown, A.J. Green. So, you know, we definitely got to stay patient and see. Uh, but the frustration is, is, is brewing in Washington. And they have to do something to, to to get this fan base back interested. And it's seeming like they're not going to do that. So, Redskins Nation, I'm trying to just tell everyone to damper their hopes a little bit. And it's looking like that to me. So, hey, another year, we'll see what happens. Maybe we get a 10-win 10, 10 year. <laughs> Maybe, you know. Um, I know I I, I I was dropping the F-bomb and, and going off about Case Keenum, but Case Keenum made some throws in Denver. I, I, watched more t- uh, I watched more highlights of him, and I watched him really lead that Broncos team that was depleted. You know, John Elway, what is he doing in Denver? That team was really good under Peyton Manning, but they haven't figured anything out yet. Um, that O-line is terrible. Up there, um, the receiving core is good, but they traded one of their they they traded one of their top receivers to uh, Houston. 
But even in that, um, out in, you know, the, with Demarius Thomas leaving for Houston, they still was able to have Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders still make plays. So he had weapons in Denver, and he was able to complete the complete the pass. He made some nice passes. Nice passes. So I kind of had to pump the brakes a little bit on the criticism of him because he made some throws. But we said the same thing about Alex last year. Alex made some great throws, but he had better weapons. So it all goes back to what are they going to do? Are they going to get these weapons? Are they going to if they're going to stick with these people at quarterback? Are they going to get more weapons? Are they going to get better receivers? Are they going to make a splash move to get a better receiver? Are they going to draft one, or are they going to play safe and continue to build the defense? It's no point. It's no point to me to continue to build this defense up if they're going to keep falling apart in the second half of the season. This is the third year in a row that the defense have started out extremely well against the pass, and it varied. You know, 2016, it was great. They started great against the pass, terrible against the run, and ended up better against the run than terrible against the pass. When is, when is the consistency going to set in, even with the pieces and, and money that you spend and drag capital that you spent on defense? They spent a lot of capital on defense, and they haven't been able to produce in scheming a great defense. So to me, why are you continuing to why why are you continuing to invest on the defense that is inconsistent? The defense coordinator is inconsistent. The defensive backs coach is inconsistent. So it's drawing the inconsistency in the defense. So what is the point? This offense has been they've been putting band-aids on this offense for years. Since RG3 left. The only year you can all legitimately say that we had weapons is 2014 and 2015 and 2016. So really 2015 and 2016. When we got Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon and Jordan Reed when he stayed healthy, that was a prolific offense. That took us to the playoffs. You had to spend money on offense then. They have to keep realizing that. You weren't willing to pay these people the money. You weren't willing, willing to pay Pierre. You weren't willing to pay Deshaun. For what? You haven't even got a receiver to come close to their production. Ever. You drafted Josh Dawson in the first round, 20, what, 23rd, 24th overall. He has done nothing. You can't even put a candlelight next to Josh Dawson and Pierre Garçon. So, and that was, and Pierre Garçon was a Bruce Allen guy. <laughs> that was one of the big signings when he first got here with Mike Shanahan. So, I don't know, guys. You know, it's, we got to. This team is, you know, I I, 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 I got to get back to the basics. It starts from the top in any organization, and it trickles down. There's no effectiveness in this. So, I'm still going to be a Redskins fan, but 
I don't know how much long people are going to be able to hold on any much longer. This is League Hell of a Skins fan coming out.